Hi, I'm Cody Goff with a special podcast episode from Curiosity.com. And I'm Ashley Hamer. This episode is sponsored by EMD Performance Materials, a business of Merck KGAA Darmstadt, Germany. And it's the first episode in a five-part series we're doing to help you learn about how science and technology are being applied to drive innovation and change the world. Today, you learn about what EMD does, why packaging innovation is a vital component in developing new technologies, and what it takes from a business standpoint to change the way we interact with computers and other devices in our daily lives. Our guests today are Anand Nanbiar and Dong Kwan Lee from EMD Performance Materials. Anand Nanbiar is the Global Head of Semiconductor Solutions Business Unit, and Dong Kwan Lee is the Head of Packaging Business Field. We recorded this on the showroom floor at CES 2019, so it's going to sound a little different than our typical episode. We think you'll enjoy a little change of pace. So to kick off this innovation series, here's Anand Nambiar with a 10,000-foot overview of what EMD does and how they do it. Let's satisfy some curiosity. EMD has been in the uh, materials business for for decades. And uh, from, a, from a very high-level perspective, you know, we have 80% of the business focused on the electronics market. And when you think, when you talk about electronics, you know, think about a- any electronic device today. At the core, at the heart of it, is a semiconductor device. And the interpretation of everything that happens at the core of it is a display. Right. So when you think about a display and the core engine that drives all these electronics, we're in it. You know, we 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 have materials that go into display uh, devices. We have materials that go into the into the the heart of the device itself in the semiconductor field. And that is 80% of our focus and business. The rest of it is focused on surface of a a device. So if you think about a a smartphone, um, the display itself could be a liquid crystal device or a OLED device. And we're selling materials, we supply materials to both of those. And in, in the inside of the smartphone is your Wi-Fi, your memory, processors, Bluetooth, all of those things are all driven by semiconductors. And we uh, supply materials for the core of the device itself. And then on the surface is uh, you know, how the laptop looks nice and shiny or how an uh, automobile looks nice and shiny. We supply materials for the coating as well. So that's sort of the uh, materials business in a nutshell. So- 80% electronics and then 20% the display is more. The things you see, that's like everything in the world. <laughs> yeah. isn't it? It's pretty much everything in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, looking around at CES, anything with a screen, so laptops, mm. cell phones, something on the inside of computers with yep. semiconductors. Any digital device will have a signature in it, right? That's uh, it's a cool, right? Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. It's a big thing to be involved in. Absolutely, it's yeah. a big thing to be involved in, and and it's all the stuff that behind the scenes that no one thinks about, right? Like yep. so, in computers, you've got computer chip manufacturers, maybe, and I think a lot of people are familiar with that. But I don't, I don't think that a lot of people think about semiconductors. Right? It's, right. it's not a topic that comes up at parties a whole lot. So what, like, when you are at a party or somewhere and people ask you what you do or, or what's so important about these materials, what do you tell people? Yeah. Um, so I think of it like the way I explain to my kids, right? Um, my, my, my boys are 10 years, uh, 10 years old and 11 years old. So how can I explain it to, you know, you mentioned eight-year-old, right? But how do you explain it to a 10-year-old? And it's exactly this, you know, you, you, if you break an iPhone or a smartphone and um, 80% of it is battery. It, literally, 80% of the, of the uh, size of a phone is a battery. 
the rest of it is everything else. The, the fascinating things that happen on the iPhone is a small, uh, uh, you know, a board of that size, right? And that has the memory, the processors, your Bluetooth, your Wi-Fi, everything you can think of is in that level of real estate on a, on a smartphone. That is what, you know, I mean, I can't explain the chemistry of it to a 10-year-old, but when you say that magic happens in that much real estate, and in that real estate is all your pictures and all your videos and all the apps that, that you have in your phone is sitting in that much space, and literally, you know, it's the size of a fingernail in terms of how much capacity can be stored uh, and so on and so forth. That's the, the fascinating part of the business that we're in. Right. Actually, one thing, another example, I was talking to my kid also. Now, the refrigerator can talk to you, which was all typically just sitting there and you put some food and then you take it out. But now, it shows what's lacking there. You need more eggs, you need more milk. Right. It can detect and it can tell you because now it has the ability for communication. But if this communication is possible by intuitive supply chips, semiconductor chips, yeah. and we're supplying material to make that chip. You're putting little brains in everything, yes. basically. Yeah, basically, <laughs> yes. absolutely. Um, to break that down a little bit, Don Kwan was giving an example of one new piece of smart technology, refrigerators. Where before, and honestly for most of us right now, the refrigerator was just this thing that kept your food cold, there are new models that can keep track of your eggs and milk and tell you when you need more. That communication is made possible thanks to a semiconductor chip, and EMD supplies the material to make that chip. I just wanted to touch another thing which sure. I'm directly managing, the, yeah. the packaging. Yes, let's so talk about that. When I say packaging, that means we talked about some microchip. Yeah? So if when it goes to a certain other equipment or some place, then you need some container package. So I mean, within our semiconductor technology business, so far we've been heavily uh, investing our effort and also leading this the wafer process area to make the chip. And now we're going to also exploring more new in, uh, innovations and technologies in this packaging area. That's the reason why I am now responsible for this area, which will more enable all this innovative uh, technology. I never would have thought of that, but of course, you need to have something that, that if you're going to have this delicate little piece of equipment, you have to have something to keep it in. Yeah. Just to reiterate, in case you missed any of that, Don Kwan said that another area they're directly managing is packaging. When a tiny little microchip goes into other equipment, you need to have a container to put it in. EMD isn't just investing in the actual development of the chips, they're also exploring new innovations in packaging. And not just that, it's, it's not only just that one piece. So for example, a processor, um, a, a, a computer um, today requires a processor, memory, and some storage, right? And uh, today the, the chips are getting more and more dense, you need to be, it needs to be much more faster. So the challenge is how do you bring these devices closer together? So the farther they are, the slower they get, right? It's like driving a cable from here to there, the data needs to, the electrons need to move. So if you bring it closer together, the faster they are, the less um, yeah, loss you have. And so now the technology has come into a place where these devices are actually packaged in together. 
So a processor and a memory is packaged together in one uh, one package. And that's what Don was referring to is, you know, it's not only about packaging just the memory itself or this processor individually, but now it's trying to build all those things into one uh, device, one package, and it's called a system on chip. So you're putting an entire computer onto one chip. Right? <laughs> and that's done through packaging innovation. Yeah. Okay. And I'm reminded of, like, if you ship a graphics card or certain computer chips, you have to use the anti-static cling bag, right, certain types of packaging. We're talking about, like, much more complicated versions of that, basically. Absolutely. Yeah, you have, a graphics you have a graphics processor, you have a memory, you have a, a CPU all into one package. That is only enabled through packaging innovation. And it has to be protected from the elements. Absolutely, and it has also, to be protected. As I mentioned, the autonomous, yeah, mm -hmm. the cars. Yeah. So now it has to go to all different places. Mm -hmm. They want to have very small space to put in so that they can put on other things. So now all these chips has to be integrated into a very tiny little space. And how you do that? You stack it and you puncture it something, connect uh, which are uh, traditionally separated. So now everything has to be integrated one small tiny unit. So our materials technology. Me again. Dong Quan pointed out that while chips have traditionally been separate units, these days the available space is getting so small that they need to be integrated into one single super tiny unit. EMD materials enable that technology, he says. How far back does this go? When did when did EMD start to really need to start creating these things for electronics? When we talk about displays, liquid crystals, for example, it's you know at the core of majority of the displays today. That work has been going on for decades, almost 100 years, actually. Uh, the invention, and I don't want to quote an exact time frame, but it's you know it's early in the 19th century where the liquid crystal was actually invented. And the advent of liquid crystals actually coming into market started when we started seeing the you know the calculators and the digital watches um, in the. 70s and 80s, for example. That's when it started, but actual volume started with the laptop computers. But at that time, you know, it's, it's one of those things where when new technologies come into market, there's always a skepticism about, you know, really do we need to replace CRTs with t TVs? Um, it's too expensive. Uh, we can't imagine having five TVs in a home, et cetera, et cetera, or five computers in a home and so on and so forth. But look at it today. You know, how many devices do you own? For I instance, right? Me in my pocket. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so, I, I think the sweet spot for the company is the fact that it's a family-owned business. So, it is very long-term oriented, very innovation-driven, and there is a level of patience to to bring a, a completely new technology to market. And so, something like a liquid crystal. It, it, it is a once-in-a-lifetime kind of a thing, but you have to have you know, a, a, a lot of commitment from the organization to say, yeah, we believe in this technology and it is going to come and we'll continue investing into it. And we have examples like that in our business today that we're trying to, trying to bring into market. Completely revolutionary technologies that doesn't exist, but it can completely change the game altogether. Yeah, I think a lot of people think tech companies and they think just different ways of applying existing technology. But for you to 
create the technology that's the difference between a CRTV and an LED TV and an LCD TV and all that, that requires a lot of chemistry, right? So what did it take to get from where we were to where we are at? And how quickly is this industry evolving? Like, are you constantly coming up with new materials or new applications for old materials? What does that landscape of, of evolution look like? Basically, we need input and ideas from our customers because they know what they need and they know what their pain points are, what's uh, stopping them from innovating new things like all these customers here and then they talk to us. When you have a good relationship and partnership with your customers and they tell you, oh, I need this material which doesn't exist. If you can make this material, then we can further develop this technology and leading the industry and human our lifestyle. So that's how we get ideas and the collaboration with customers and come up with our new uh, innovative solution. So that's how we work. Dong Quan said that they do a lot of innovation by getting input from their customers. When you have a good relationship with your customers, he says, they'll tell you what they need. Like, hey, I need this material, but it doesn't actually exist. So if EMD makes that material, they can be at the forefront of the technology that results. It's a win-win. So maybe Steve Jobs comes to you and says, we love these computer things. How about we come up with some kind of material that will allow you to put it in your pocket? And then you guys go, okay, we'll figure out how to do that. Yeah, it's, it's um, you, you know, if you extend the, that, that same logic or the same philosophy, um, a smartphone maker would go to our customer, like an Intel or a Samsung or one of the semiconductor manufacturers, and say that, well, I need, I need a device that can process more applications, uh, can store more photographs and more videos at this cost and at this power consumption. So, you know, our phones are powered on batteries, and so power is extremely important. Size is extremely important. So can you make a, a, a chip that is faster, cheaper, and less power consuming? And that's the, the problem statement, right, from a device maker and OEM, so a smartphone maker or a computer maker or whomever. And, and then our customers take that and go, okay, how do I put more transistors onto this chip? And how can I make it cheaper? How can I make it faster? And how can I make it less power consuming? And they will come to a company like us and say, well, we need materials that consume less power, that can transport electrons faster. <laughs> and, and that's how the, the problem solution discussions start. And then we go back to our teams and go, let's find a new uh, material formulation or a new material from the periodic table that can actually deliver the results that our customers are looking for. Thanks for listening to this special episode of Curiosity Daily, sponsored by EMD Performance Materials, a business of Merck KGAA, Darmstadt, Germany. We'll be back next Saturday for the second part of our special series on how science and technology are being applied to drive innovation and change the world. In the meantime, you can join us again tomorrow for a regular edition of the award-winning Curiosity Daily to learn something new in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network.